Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and I'm joined by the one and only Bernie Uche. Hello, my man. How are you? Good. Uh, well, not good, but <laughs> we move regardless. <laughs> you have, uh, I would say, some things to uh, to uh, despair about and some things to celebrate, but we'll, we'll get to all of them. Um, happy deadline day. It's... Um, a massive day as everyone knows for all football fans uh whether you enjoy it or not you know it's impossible to avoid at this at this stage um so we figured we'd start with that there are obviously some absolutely bonkers games this weekend which we will get to um but let's start with deadline day and the madness um and we'll start with your lot uh manchester united um because you know i I think Woodward's house was in genuine threat of being burnt down. Okay. So starting with Cavani, um, 33 years old, he's had really bad injuries the last two seasons. Now, the first season he got an injury, he still had a good goal record. Still a decent goal record. There was injured, I think he played 14, no, 22 games, scored seven goals. Not actually that bad. But that is a very poor injury record. He's better than Igalo. Sure. Igalo to me was just fun. It was a Nigerian, like at Man United, like I didn't take it seriously. It's just fun, whatever. But, but that, that, that's quite rude because Igalo took it very seriously. I mean, he started off pretty well, to be honest. Yeah. But like, you know, it was only going to go so far. The juju wore off after a while. <laughs> but it's not like Edward Ward came out last year and said, we're doing things differently. We're going for a long-term view now. And this is just like him when he said, we can do things in the transfer market that people can only dream of. He said these words. And every time he opens his mouth, I just say, shut the fuck up, you lying piece of shit. Because he's come out with Cavani, who, sure, I get it. In a vacuum, sure. But it's not what we were sold. It's not what we were told we were going to do. Liverpool would not do this. Man City would not do this. If you're trying to catch up with these types of teams, you got to get away with this type of nonsense and act like them with a sporting director and make shrewd signings, not this type of nonsense. So, I'm, so I don't support it in that sense. Mm. But again, is he better than Igalo? Will he score a goal? Sure. But we have to have a long-term vision here. So I agree with you and I know where you're coming from. Um, but let me, let me be devil's advocate and say, not that I'm any big fan of Edward Wood. And I think the sooner he either leaves or like takes a step back and you appoint a director of football who actually knows what they're doing, the better. But let's put it this way. The plan was clearly to get Jadon Sancho. Clearly, United thought there was more room for negotiation than there was. They thought Dortmund were bluffing. Maybe (laughs) Dortmund absolutely weren't, right? Don't mess with the What did you think, Alex? What did you think? I thought you'd get there in the end. Well, Did you think they were bluffing? no, I didn't think no money. You thought that we would I just pay the did. money. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly, you are either were either not able to or didn't want to. One of the two. Fine. Um, and so, what 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 you went into this season needing was more options for that front three, front front four, right? You needed because mm-hmm. you you had the Greenwood, the Martial, the Rashford, great front three, but you can't do it all season. So. Cavani, experienced, proven, absolute workhorse, will score goals if he's fit, will be a, a good you know, team player, has a great attitude, all of that, and allows you to rotate that front four. Because Martial can play wide and through the middle. Greenwood can play wide and through the middle. Rashford, all three of them can do that, right? So you put Cavani in the middle, it allows you to rotate at least one of them. Then 
you're getting two wingers. Now, again, as I said, we don't really know too much about these guys, right? Troyori and yeah, and Palestri. But let's let's take it at face value. Very highly rated young wingers. Uh, whether they have the same level of uh, of talent as Sancho did at 18, we don't know. But let's put them in that category until we know better. Instead of buying the 21 year old Jaden Sancho for 120 million, you've bought two wingers potentially of that kind of level. You're like one of them has to work. <laughs> well, I, well, this is the thing. I mean. So you know how Real Madrid stopped buying Galacticos a while back and just started buying like teenagers from Brazil? Because they yeah. were like, we can't afford to keep doing the Galactico mm-hmm. thing. So let's invest earlier. Let's get them before before the Chelsea's and the cities and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. And we'll develop them. I think that's sort of what's going on here as the plan B, no? I, I think that is what's going on, but I don't think that is a wise thing to do on deadline day. Because here, here was my thing with Jaden Sancho that I said to all my United friends. If we can't pay the money in July, say so, and let's figure out a plan B. Mm-hmm. Let's figure that out. Because to all of today, it was Usman Dembele is on again, off again, on again, <laughs> off again. So these two young wingers were probably coming anyway yeah. as part of this Real Madrid type of buy them young, whatever type of thing. But even they knew that those guys were not the plan. The plan was a Jaden Sancho and they left it like you said, until the last day thinking Dortmund were going to crack. I knew they weren't going to crack. I've been saying that forever. For, yeah. Romano's been saying it. Christian Falk's been saying it. Yannara Agafioto's been saying it. Let me tell you something. Man United actually knew that this was not going to... Either that or they're stupid as fuck, which Edward I, would actually I, I tell you what gave it away for me. It was a few weeks ago when Sancho started reappearing in Dortmund social media stuff. It's like, all right, he's moved on at this point. Well, 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 to that point, he didn't because he was ill, in quotes, this whole week, did not train. Meanwhile, he was in England partying. The, and all the, all the journalists close to uh, close to the situation were saying that he was actually trying to force this move. So if you look at it in three ways, he had already agreed personal terms. Um, he was Ole's number one signing and he was promised to Ole, by the way, if we made the Champions League, this was going to happen. So you have everything from the United side that should have lined up and Sancho faking illness to try and make this happen. (laughs) And still United did not deliver it. And now, now my problem is there were two things that we went into this window requesting for good reason. The first one was a right wing and the second was a center back to partner Harry Maguire, maybe even to replace Harry Maguire for all I care at this point. But the fact is they wanted a center back and a, and a senior right winger. In this window, Manchester United got zero. Zero. I don't care if there's a plan B and it's fine. But to tell me a club this big, after seeing how everyone else spent money, irrespective of COVID, and you don't even get yourself the two uh, prime things that you say that you need, that's disgusting and disgraceful. And they're mugging off the fans. And it's it's unbelievable. Like, I can't. I can't. I unfollowed (laughs) United on Twitter. Unfollow them on Instagram. I actually sold all my stocks and deleted the app. I'm fucking serious. You did it. I did all of that. You sold your stocks? I sold my stocks. I'm tired, man. Did you at least make a profit? Yeah, I did. I made some <laughs> <good> money. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm, do- like, I'm done. Uh, and this is my thing. When I tell people, uh, you know, we'll get on to the 6-1, you know, manager, whatever. I'm like, what's the point? I'm literally just having an argument with people where they're like, oh, you know, well, I'm sure Parch is going to come in. I'm like, but what's the point when Parch didn't get back that Spurs, he threw a fit and then they threw him out. He's going to throw a fit with, if he thinks Levy was bad, 
Oh my God, he'll throw a fit with Woodward and then he'll start, he'll remember that thing he said for with Levy? Well, they should change my title from manager mm-hmm. to coach since I don't make any decisions on players. It will last a year or two and he'll get upset and he'll go away. What's the point? So basically you, basically you can't be happy about anything until either Woodward leaves or there's a director of football. You know how I wanted Pochettino. When, mm-hmm. when we were talking about Jose and replacing him, you know how effusive I was in wanting the guy. So whenever people tell me, oh, you like Ole more than Poch, I'm like, yeah, I like Ole. I like Poch. It's on record I like Poch. But I have no faith in the institution of Manchester United to back any manager and do the right thing. So I don't care who comes in. I actually do not give a shit. It would be more pleasant seeing Pochettino's face than Ole's, though. Ole's face is just so weird and annoying. Yeah, because he looks like, uh, what's his face? Yeah, Andy Circus. Yeah, and um, the Lord <laughs> of the Rings gremlin thing. Yeah, yeah. Gollum. Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> also, like that, you know, the glow up—that's a reverse glow up because he was a good-looking guy when he was younger. I don't know what the hell happened. Well, he looked like a child, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on from that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to throw that in you. Um, speaking of plans and last-minute plans and deadline day and all that, uh, Arsenal signed Thomas Partey. I actually don't know at the time of of recording whether it's, it's been it's, officially it's confirmed. officially confirmed okay, on cool. the Arsenal Twitter and all that. Excellent, excellent. I haven't seen the the reveal Sorry, video. Can, can I say just before we get into Partey, I am genuinely excited by Alex Tellers, by the way. Like cool. genuinely excited. I think he's good. And I think Luke Shaw can eat burgers on the bench now, and we're happy. I just wanted to make a little <laughs> bit of happiness in all the gloom and doom. But yes, on to yeah. Partey now. Excellent. Um, yeah. So. You know, I, to be honest, I, I'd given up hope for this one because this was a similar situation to the Sancho thing. Atleti was saying, we're not selling him unless you want to pay the release clause. Arsenal, clearly their negotiating position was, we're not going to pay the release clause, so let's keep talking. And Atleti were just like, nah. And, uh, and Mo got it right because he said maybe they're just waiting for deadline day because on deadline day they can activate the release clause if they haven't managed to negotiate anything. And that's what ended up happening um, with Torreira going the other way on loan, Guendouzi going out on loan as well. Um, so a midfielder was absolutely vital because we were down to Elneny, Xhaka and um, Ceballos mm-hmm. as the three midfielders at the club, central midfielders at the club, which is a joke of a situation. If you, especially if you consider that Elneny was like, on loan at Besiktas last year and completely written off and is just mm-hmm. having a bit of a renaissance. Um, now, uh, wh- what I want to talk about with Partey is that there is a corner of it. Okay, he's 27 years old. Sure. Uh, which means he'll be 28, right? So, I'm, I'm struggling to find the problem here. How it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he appears to be coming in, you know, it's a 45 million pound release clause and he appears to be coming in on around 250 thousand pounds a week which is a lot of money um there is a corner of the internet and it is mostly stat stat based uh boys and men mm-hmm. um who are convinced or rather not convinced by thomas party say the underlying stats aren't great for this age and this money arsenal should be spending their money better um I- i'll get to how i feel about that but how do you feel about that I think those people need to shut the hell up. This is a brilliant signing, in my opinion. And the other reason why I like this signing, I think you needed someone of experience, by the way. Like, I think, you know, you know, with Aubameyang, like I said, you have experience, but not not to me in the midfield, you need a, a general, a controller. And I think, you know, he can be that. 
but also the fact that he's already used to a very disciplined system and a disciplined manager. You know, of course you have one who's, who's disciplined, but a bit more flexible than Simeone, I would say. Mm-hmm. But he already has that. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like you have some wild card player and you're like, oh, okay, we can, we can tame him and make him fit into our system. It's like, it's not a gigantic departure is what I'm trying to say. So I think it will be a good um, tactical and technical fit. And of course, like, if we're talking about El Nenny, who's done a decent job, I guess, so far, like, it's an absolute upgrade. Jaka, it's an absolute upgrade. Like, who do you say, Ceballos? Big time upgrade. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not something that I even need to pull out the stats because I'm sure they're better than Jaka's stats. I'm, sh- I'm They're not even relevant to uh, El Neni's <laughs> stats in Turkey anyway. So, like, this, this is a stupid argument. Yeah. Now, now look, I, I, get the, I get the point that people are making. If you're going, you know, uh, I'll use the word again, in a vacuum, if you're saying this is how a squad should be built, you know, you should buy young players with high ceilings for reasonable amounts of money, develop them, build from there. And can you spend money more efficiently than this huge, it is a huge financial package on someone who's in the last third of their career. Like there's no denying that. But here's the thing. Logical squad building went out the window fucking years ago in the Premier League. Like you can't, criticize Arsenal for this but be but ignore the fact that Kalasnach is on like 120 grand a week and like Lacazette is on 180 grand a week and you know like all the squad players in the Arsenal squad are on like 100 ish like the mm-hmm. the resources are not distributed properly in the first place so if you're going to make this argument about what is a really good like Champions League level player you can't start with Partey you have to start elsewhere I, I think, I think you know, I, I guess the question really is what's the end game here? Because, you know, you see how Liverpool, there's a certain profile of player that they seem to get mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, you know, with Salah and Mane were about the same age when they came in. And Firmino, yeah. they're all about the same age. They grow together, Naby Keita, that type of thing. Um, City, there's a certain profile that they get. Um, I'm not sure yet what the profile is under Edu and Arteta. We'll find that out. Mm-hmm. Um but to me, the like, I, I'm I'm trying to understand what Arsenal's intention is. Is it okay? Let's build this team back up into a top four contender, and we get the Champions League money, and then we can actually start implementing things. Because Willian, to me, 200k a week. You know how I feel about that. It's 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 a similar thing for me and Cavani. It's like I just don't get what you're doing here. Like I I, I don't see what the long term point of this is part is not where i start in that conversation for me is william yeah yeah and i think that's fair and i, I think there the long-term point is is that you get back into the champions league in the short term and that kick starts the the money coming back in right like it's a short-term gamble it's um it's the same as david louise it's the same as you know gareth bale for spurs it's like you overpay in the short term to get back into the Champions League, to get that money going again, and you hope that it, it kind of cycles on itself. Um, Which is why I'm upset, because we're already in it. I'm in it. <laughs> These old gets for a minute. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, but you would have been battered in it. Cavani actually gives you a chance. I, I don't of, of mind, man. I don't mind. Like, people a, like, I, give a sh- I don't care. And, it, a, and even then, I actually don't believe we'll get battered, because like, Mm. Our manager does this weird thing where it's like, "Oh, you're gonna get sacked, get battered. Oh, you win games." Like, I don't, I don't predict football games anymore. It's bullshit. 
Yeah, you would say that after being smacked 6-1 by Spurs. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Um, sorry, I, I did mention Guendouzi went to Hertha Berlin, uh, so good luck. I saw a lot of tweets saying good luck, Guendouzi. I, good luck, Hertha Berlin, to be honest. Like, did you see the, the interaction, Guendouzi and um, Ozil? I saw Ozil tweeted something like... It was like, me bebe, something about me bebe, you know, go go show them and whatever. And then he tweets back, uh, me bebe, you're still one of the best number 10s in the world. I'm like, you two need to just fuck off. Like, like When Dizzy was barely alive when Ozil was good. And, and also, if this is your role model, like if this is a guy <laughs> who, whose love you, 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 you have the most of, this is not good for your career. Like, it's just no. not... <laughs> no. Oh God! Um, right, Everton, who have started the season brilliantly, obviously. Um, I'll start with the bad signing. They, well, they, Pickford is a, is a problem, right? Like Pickford is a massive problem with his tiny little dinosaur arms. Um, and they signed Robin Olsen, who Roma had for a while, and he was awful at Roma, so they let him go to someone in France, I think. Um, Robin Olsen is not good. So I, I don't know what the deal was there. Although Everton, oh, this is good. Everton tried to get Sergio Romero, right? Oh, you saw about his wife? Yeah. Yeah, she went off. You wanna take <laughs> you wanna take this? If you have it up, you can read it. Right. Um, right off. I'm just pulling it up. I thought oh, I thought I had it. Where is it? Hang on. Um but basically they didn't let him go, right? They wanted Everton wanted a loan. And United wanted a transfer fee. And she's essentially said, um, he's been a great servant to this football club. He, uh, the last trophy United won, he was in goal. He he got United to three semifinals and he was mistreated. And now look at everything. Like, let him go. Respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here it is. Uh, last trophy they won, they lifted it with him. He helped the team reach four, four finals and semifinals. And then he was left on the bench only to lose them all. <laughs> Like, like this is Romero. He can't go back. Like De Gea's gonna look at him like the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't Lindelof's wife uh, chime chime in earlier in the season, or am I making that up? No, someone no. someone else's wife. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, um, I, I think uh, Rojo's wife and Di Maria's wife. You know the Argent. Actually, these Argentines. Their wives do a lot of talking night, like about their their husbands playing oh, time. Yeah. Now I think about it. Listen, could be worse. Could be wonder. Oh, oh, oh. Argentinian <laughs> um, again, <laughs> according to my survey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Robin Olsen, uh, Ben Godfrey was Everton's big signing. They desperately needed a centre back because all they have is Michael Keane, who's not very good, is even he though he's, good? Been, he's been all right lately. And Yeri Mina, who also like didn't seem to be very good, but has been quite good lately. Is Godfrey good? I like him, but then I don't mind defenders who can't defend. I'm like, <laughs> Like, he's very good on the ball. He looks the, very classy. You know, the thing is, like, Rio Ferdinand really believes in this guy. And he tweeted about this move and whatever. Like, he loves, supports the guy. And I'm like, can he defend Rio? Because you could. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I, I don't know enough about him, but these Nor- this Norwich players, like, scare the shit out of me. I mean, that, like, that's the really thing, is that it's hard to judge with Norwich because they were so useless defensively as a team that it's difficult to know how good the individuals were, right? Also, no one signed their players. Like, I mean, Jamal Lewis and um, uh, Godfrey left, but Aaron's still there. 
Kent well, Bi- still Bi- there. Bayern and Barcelona were trying to sign Aaron's. Yeah, Bundia's still there. Happen. I really thought Cantwell was going to leave. Yeah, and Bundia as well, I thought. But anyway, it's weird. I mean, Godfrey is six foot, which is short for a centre-back in the Premier League. And I know we're not supposed to make a thing about height, but honestly, like, you do need to be at least that. I mean, if you're high Maguire, height doesn't really mean anything. Right. <laughs> if, if you don't have if you have the turning circle of a steamboat then yeah it's, it's and, the, and, the, and the brain of a slug <laughs> do slugs even have brains that's a good question find out next week <laughs> um anyway uh, i think that's a good signing he's he's young he's english and you know he's the third center back he's not going to jump straight into that team um so we'll see um Leeds signed a winger called Rafinha from Wren, who it turns out is not the Rafinha I thought it was. Any idea who this guy is? Nope. I just know another Rafinha went to PSG, and that's the one I was thinking it was. Yeah, Thiago's little brother, right? Oh, really? That's Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, anyway, good luck to Leeds. Uh, Theo Walcott, Southampton. He's gone back to Southampton. He said he might cry. Because he's back. Yeah. Unbelievable. He also said they made Southampton made him the player he is, and I'm not sure that's necessarily a compliment. I mean, what player is he? It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't play much. It's a very good question. Um, Jack Wilshere got released by West Ham. Fair enough. I, I, I mean, I think most people thought he was released a long time ago. <laughs> but but his, his it's so sad. Appeared. He's like, I've been fit for a long time. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, I think maybe you have a different definition. Like he thinks he's fit when his leg's not broken. Seriously, um, it is a shame though. He's such a quality player, but he's broken. Um, Ryan Aitnuri, I may be mispronouncing that. He's a left back who played for Angers, who is extremely highly rated, and a Mendes client, and he's ended up at Wolves. Who need a left back? Honestly, this is quite funny. You, you saw this coming a mile away. <laughs> Well, I knew Aitnori was gonna was gonna do something, but I didn't know it would be Wolves. So, like, I saw the other day that he was linked with Wolves, and I tweeted that that Wolves didn't need a left back, and then like a bunch of Wolves fans jumped on it and were like, "Yes, we can do." What are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, "I thought you had like Johnny and like Ruben Venegro or whatever." And they were like, "Half of them are injured, and the other half are leaving." I was like, "Okay, fair enough. You need a left back." But um, they sold Ruben Venegro to, or they loaned him to Olympiacos with. A 22 million option to buy, and Olympiakos's record ever signing was 14 million. So, like, I don't think they're going <laughs> to take them up on that buying option. But that yeah, that is that's not as bad as the Andreas Pereira one, like alone with a 27 million option to buy. Like United, where he, like you just see him rolled back into Carrington. <laughs> like, thank you very much, but no. <laughs> Why don't they make these options to buy realistic? Like, where are Lazio going to find 30 million for Andreas Pereira? <laughs> like, Lazio, firstly, like, their stadium is shared, and they don't even make any money off it. <laughs> so, like, you think they aren't broke right now? Oh and, like, God. I know the fines for racism are really small, but they do have to pay them a lot. Exactly. Like, they every week. after a while. Yeah. You know, oh five, grand, five grand here, five okay. grand there. Well, wait till they see him play. They'll find something racist <laughs> for him. Oh, speaking of which, I was looking at live score the other day when Lazio were playing, and they have a player called Mohamed Faris. And my thoughts and prayers are with him. Man. <laughs> at least the fans aren't in the stadium. 
<laughs> Thoughts and prayers for sure. Good luck, for good sure. luck, bro. Um, speaking of Italy, Federico Chiesa has finally left Fiorentina and uh, gone to where all the good Italian players go, which is Juventus. Except that I'm not actually convinced he's that good. Fifty loan with a fifty million option. <sighs> I don't get, I mean, it's a little bit like Sandro Tonali where it's like, I'm not leaving Italy because I'm sure United would have tried to do that as a mm. right wing option or whatever. And lots of clubs would have wanted, wanted him. But he, kind of like you're saying, he's flashy, but he's not mm. consistent is his problem. And yeah. I really wanted him because I like his, I liked his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But there's no logic to it except for that. But, you know, with Kulusevsky or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. apparently balling. And uh, you know, Perlo's penchant to play Ramsey on the wing. <laughs> like, I really don't know what Kays is going to do, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how exactly he fits in, but yeah, as you said, we will see. Uh, and then last one I've got down here: Juan Foyth left Spurs and went to Villarreal on loan. Oh, Ryan Sessegnon also loaned to Hoffenheim, which is quite interesting. I like the English players in Germany. Uh, I like that. Yeah, or at least or English-based anywhere. players anyway in in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, that's all I have on my list. I mean, there were there were others, but I, those are the main ones, no? Um, the only funny ones were Memphis Depay not going to Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Um, so they even came out, like, Koeman and the foreign director saying, we want this, but it was all dependent on Nusman Dembele. And then, okay, I just want to mention that one because it's really funny. Barca said, we'll let you go out on loan, but you have to add another year to your contract. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> He's like, I'm not here a minute longer. He's than like, I need to I'll be. rather stay, off, stay here than add another year to my contract for any reason. So does he have what? He must have two years left? I think so. I think it's two years left. He's like, I will sit in my Catalan apartment playing Fortnite mm-hmm. for as long as you need me to. Because he knows it's a one-year loan. United will go back in for Jaden Sancho and then he's like back in Bad Barca. So uh, oh, Memphis had to... I felt bad for him because you're you're probably like, oh, dream move to Barcelona. United didn't work to prove myself again. Now you have to go back to Leon. Like, hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he's the captain. Exactly, unbelievable. How's he going to lead the men now? Um, yeah, funny. Super promoting um, Bayern. Oh yeah, unbelievable. I mean, he's just doing a little tour. He's like the Ancelotti of players. He's just going around Europe, like sitting on the bench and chilling. Greatest agent ever. Like, yeah. that's, that's all I know. Greatest I, I think he must just be like a really nice bloke to have around. Yeah, probably. Because they they were actually not happy he left the PSG players. They were like, you know. Oh, Tuchel's kicked off. He is oh. not happy. Oh, he's getting sacked. About the lack of signings, which is really funny. I mean, uh, on the one hand, it's a bit ridiculous because like you're manager of PSG. You're literally owned by a country and you've bought all the success you you have to date. Uh, on the other hand, it's like if I'm manager, of, the only reason I'm going to be manager of PSG is so that I can buy the players I want. And if I can't do that, what's the point? Seriously, like, and did you not realize that your owner is under investigation for fraud? So maybe the purse strings have been held back a little bit. <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's out the job. He's out of the job very soon. Mm-hmm. Who who's who takes over at PSG? Uh, I think Poch, if. Um, it happens before Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Then Potts will just go be like, I'm an ex-PSG player. Yeah, I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah, 100% he'll say that. I think he's already said it. Um, all right, 
games quickly. We don't have too much time, uh, yeah. which is lucky, lucky for you because we're starting with Manchester United at home at Old Trafford. One Tottenham Hotspur six. Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur six. I mean, look. Obviously, the sending off made everything a lot worse. But honest to God, penalty aside, like United were getting battered already at two one. The thing about about this is, you know, thirty seconds in penalty, whatever, deserve penalty. Who cares? Score, but then almost right away, and and here's I heard someone say this, and I thought this is actually spot on. United were getting battered without actually Spurs doing anything complicated, in the sense oh. of like it was a there was no like people always talk about tactics. There was no time for it to implement any tactics because anything that Spurs did was an individual mistake on our end. There was there was literally within 10 minutes of the game, you're 2-1 down, I think it is. And like there was no time to even implement any tactical like like system. For example, the ball comes up and Harry Maguire has an easy header to David De Gea. If David De Gea picks up the ball, you can start passing it around, getting yourself established first minutes of the game, whatever. He misses the first header. I think he missed the second one. And then he wrestles Luke Shaw to the ground. I don't, that is the most bewildering moment in like the last 10 years or something. Like Luke Shaw's about to clear it and Harry Maguire just pulls him down. What is going on? Like, like he was, like, you're right. He was about to boot the ball out of there. <laughs> Which would have been the only good thing Luke Shaw had done all game. And Maguire deprived him of it. And then like, I don't even know how much later he knocks over Harry Kane. And he's just looking at Harry Kane, and Harry Kane plays the the ball in behind to um, Son, Son, who ships the pass. Like that's what I mean. You didn't even have a second to just observe what was going on <laughs> in the game. It, it was bizarre, man. And like <laughs> Harry Maguire had had the worst game I've ever seen him have. Like he was just atrocious. He had it was the worst game of as potential defender I've seen for Manchester United in five years. It was as honestly as if he was having like PTSD and flashbacks to Greece and he was just like in a fever dream, mm-hmm. just like acting that out while the game was going on. Because he was, he was seemed disconnected from the reality of the situation. Um, also, just on, on that goal where Son runs through, like Son's second touch is really quite heavy and De Gea doesn't come for it. Like, if De Gea's a bit quicker off his line, like I don't know what and, he's doing. And if he just stood up. Yeah, that like, would have helped. Too. There are many ways he could have handled that, but. It was just, it was a calamity. And again, that was Maguire's fault. So there's two goals, in my opinion, that's Maguire's fault. The third goal, what was that? Was that, that was the by, yeah, that yeah, was by, bypass by to Matic that didn't work out. To intercept it. Yeah. So there was a red card, whatever. I, I think it's a red card. I think Lemel should have gone too, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't, it, it doesn't affect it to me. Like, it's not something to complain about. They both should have gone, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, for instance, the reason I can't complain about that is because the by goal had nothing to do with the red card. No, no, no. Like, not the bye goal, the Kane goal. Like, nothing to do with that. That was another individual error. And the fourth goal, I'm putting that down to individual error again. Because Luke Shaw was basically marking Harry Maguire. And then, okay. uh, who was the guy on the wing that put the ball in? Harry Maguire had to go over to play Luke Shaw's position. Then they crossed the ball over, and then Son had a tap in. It's like... Oh, Aurier. Aurier, who nutmegs Maguire yeah. on the cross, like, deliberately. Yeah. So, like... I can blame Maguire there again. But I can also blame Shaw because if you watch the video, it's like, what are you doing standing on top of Harry Maguire? I don't understand. And then, what, is that four? Yeah, that's, that's four. four. Yeah. The fifth goal was Paul Pogba and Luke Shaw's fault because 
Pogba didn't track the man, and Luke Shaw was again standing on Harry Maguire. <laughs> like, why are you? Do you like? I wonder if Luke Shaw thought they were playing three at the back. It was. Like, I wonder if that's what he actually thought was going on. Luke Shaw was so out of position that you can only conclude that he was being told to, like, he was following some kind of really shit instruction because otherwise, it's inexplicable. It's completely inexplicable. It, I, like. Oh, someone said they were so overloaded <laughs> on one side. Like, it just made no sense. Like, and this is where, like, Harry Maguire has to go, what the fuck are you doing standing on top of me for, bro? Get the hell out of here. But, well, <laughs> yes, Harry Maguire has to do that. But, I mean, let, let's look at it, like, let's zoom out a little bit and say that Spurs played very well, but, like, United made it incredibly easy. And so it, it's what? It's 4-1 half time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second half, obviously, like Spurs basically just kept the ball and then waited for opportunities. But Solskjaer brought on Fred and McTominay, was it, at halftime to shut the game down? Uh, yes, he took off Bruno of- and Matic. Right. So personnel-wise, he's gone damage control. But tactically, nothing changed. Like United weren't difficult to beat. They didn't look like they gave a shit. They didn't like Spurs were popping it around really nicely. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last couple of weeks, Tottenham have played the best football I've seen them play in a few in probably two years, both mm-hmm. under the end of Poch and beginning of Mourinho. Like the squad is really getting to a point now where if everyone stays fit, they might genuinely be quite dangerous. With you know, Bale's not even there yet. Um, you know, Bergwijn, Kane, Son, Ndombele is now in the team and playing very well. Celso to come back in, like Hoiberg looks good, like it's genuinely quite good. Reguillon looked good, but it's just like you would have thought there would be a bit more. I don't want to sound too proper football man, but like pride and organization. And like, if 10 men want to be difficult to beat, it is absolutely possible. But United didn't give a shit. The, the, thing that, the thing that bothers me is when you look at the big games, like a lot of people was, were saying last season, the big games only went really defensive or whatever, like playing 3-5-2, counter-attack, and they were very compact, very difficult to, to attack, very difficult to beat as a consequence. You mm-hmm. would have thought that they would remember that and then go, okay, we'll just do what we did last season, right? Like set it up like that. But clearly there's something, like it's we're, we're beyond fitness at this point like Mm -hmm. there is something and i don't know what kind of preparation or what it is something isn't clicking yep and the only thing he can do now is replace shaw with tellus uh, bench mcguire and play donny instead of pogba and say to these players you're new you want to you want to establish yourself let's do something because they're training they're doing things so like something is not translating and the players who are playing are not either taking instruction from the manager or they're just shot and they need they need to kick up the ass somehow mm-hmm. so we'll mm-hmm. see yeah I, I don't think he can bench Maguire, but we'll we'll see um so we we don't have too long but there are two more games that i want to get to um very quickly um and the other one kind of informs this. So, like, we're talking about the reaction to being defeated 6-1. Clearly, this season is a bit mental because we're about to get on to Aston Villa 7, Liverpool 2. The first time uh, a team that has won the championship, like, the first time champions have conceded seven goals. Fucking bonkers, right? Um, but Aston Villa barely stayed up last season. They've recruited really well. Emmy Martin is a good goalkeeper. I think Ross Barkley is a joke, but he was fantastic in this game. Ollie Watkins is a fantastic player, um, albeit 28 million was a lot, but like 
hat trick against the champions. Fair play. But are we... Look, this is clearly a blip for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And for Liverpool, we'll say this is a blip. And yeah. there's not going to be any extra pressure on Jurgen Klopp and we're going to assume that they'll turn it around. Whereas mm-hmm. for Ole, like, it, it doesn't work like that, right? Mm-hmm. This season might throw up a lot of those kind of situations where we're not sure whether to read into things because everything is so mad and there are so many congested fixtures and like so many teams are trying to press and play the high line and these, these kind of tactics where like if you get it wrong you get murked and so I'm just trying to like where where do you think we are with these two results how much well, do they actually well mean? three if you take into account Leicester being City 5-2 yeah yeah um, I mean I, I, I do think this one's a more of a uh, this is an aberration Right, like at least United could say, "Fine, there was a red card." Like it might have ended four-one or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like this was Liverpool literally decided we don't care. Like, like to <laughs> to me, they just didn't give a shit. And with the amount of talent Liverpool have, I can't. You know, they're well drilled. You know, you're not going to accuse Klopp of not having tactics and being vibes and inshallah. Like, <laughs> you know, like like they just didn't care mm-hmm. and maybe at, at a point when they started to realize that, oh shit, like, <laughs> you know, we, we actually need to step up here and play this game because it's not going to be like last season anymore. It was already too late. And I think, you know, you, we, we don't play football to any professional degree, but I think Speak even yourself. we know, at <laughs> exactly. this is true. I'm very far from that right now. Um, but even we know there's a point in time where you're losing and you're like, I can't get back into this. Yeah. Like you there's, there's a point where it just happen. feels inevitable and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And sometimes that's even at two nothing. And then just you start making error after error because Villa in this game, they literally bypassed it. Like it was like, oh, let's play a long diagonal to, um, not Gary, to Grealish. Boop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Grealish now. <laughs> well, like, and then Liverpool were just like, I don't know what to do. Like Trent was just like, I don't know. And uh, listen, Trent is one of the worst like elite defenders you'll ever find. Period. <laughs> He's oh. he's garbage as a defender. You know, you know, a sister cross, yeah. you know, trequarista, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, r- right back. He can be all those things if you want. Brilliant going forward. But honestly, defending, he's one of the worst that I've seen uh, as far as elite teams are concerned. I think and it's a lack of practice. Was just, he was just toying with him. I was like, this is actually, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for Van Dyke because he was woeful. I think they might have been drunk. Like, or Still, they might actually have coronavirus from money and they just didn't know it. Like something. I mean, I mean, we joke, but that, that's definitely plausible. Um, like they did lack Mane and Henderson. So they didn't have the pointy shouty man to like set the press and that kind of stuff. Although you'd think someone else would do it. Then Tiago to pass the ball. Then Tiago to pass the ball. Um, the, so <laughs> I heard someone on a different podcast say like, Maybe Liverpool were on drugs last season and now because of COVID, like they're having trouble getting them delivered. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, we can go to 45. Okay, cool. Cool. cool so cool. like, that, that's really funny. I like that. But I mean, even Liverpool, right? The first game was 4-3? Leeds? Yeah. Yes. I think so that so. wasn't very good. Um, they beat Chelsea. I can't remember who they played. Yeah, they, Arsenal, they beat Chelsea right? like convincingly, and then well, they, yeah, they beat Arsenal fairly convincingly in the league, and then lost on pens in the league. But cup. but even even this game. even in that league game, yeah, like 
sure, I, I think they deserve to win. And it was pretty convincing. Could have been worse. However, it could have been worse for them too. Like, you know, yeah. if Lacazette wasn't a moron on two occasions, like it was bypassing their midfield was actually very, very straightforward and very, very simple. It's true. And I feel there's a problem. And I'm not, I'm not sure where it is, but I mean, it's midfield clearly, but mm-hmm. maybe it is Thiago is now, I mean, he's only played half, like half a game. Like he cannot be, <laughs> it's like, essential. Well, the midfield is essential like too, but like, it's a problem because they just kept getting bypassed time and time again. I, we, we've mentioned, we meant like, we had a bit of a reaction to their Carlin cup loss. And I think maybe it was the first game of the season as well. They didn't look great. And we, we've, we've wondered whether motivation might be a problem this season. Or whether, you know, how long can you listen to Klopp say the same things? I mean, the, the problem is that Liverpool have won, from a motivation point, like, if there's an issue there, they've won everything there is to win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jota and Thiago might help because they weren't there for any of that, although Thiago's won everything there is to win anyway. But for the rest of the squad, I mean, Salah looks fine. Salah looks absolutely fine. Still Mane's team. You don't get beat 7-2 if Mane's on the, on the pitch. Sorry, Mohamed. Maybe it's seven, Don't four. care how many goals Salah scores. Man, even fixing that midfield, bro. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. The sample size is still still too small, and like obviously they're not going to get beaten like this every week. But I, I I would be interested. I wish I knew more Liverpool fans because I'd be interested to know how concerned they are or whether anyone really cares this season. I don't think they care. I think like winning the first after winning a pre- first Premier League in thirty years, like you can take a you can take a, a year off with an asterisk. Yeah, with- <laughs> uh, yeah <that's> true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Uh, Arsenal two, Sheffield United one. Um, for the second week in a row, not not a classic from Arsenal. Not not brilliant. We do- oh shut up. How, what? what have you got? Nine points now. Uh, like- I don't. Know, I literally haven't looked at the league table this season. I, don't, I, don't, right, actually. I, I mean, there's no point of me looking, whatever. <laughs> no, there isn't. Um, your goals conceded will be will be fun. Um, Although it's still uh, not that bad, considering like it's well, everyone's getting beaten like ten nil and shit. Like, and we're not the only ones. So, like, go on a run. Who cares? But anyway, honestly, if things if things keep up this way, you might get a Leicester season. You might get a dark horse, and it's not Everton. Okay, but you might you might get a team who just like puts a relatively consistent run together, getting close to the title. Anyway, we'll see. But Arsenal here, Saka back in the team, Bellerin with two assists, Nicolas Pepe finally scoring the kind of goal that Nicolas Pepe is meant to score. Mm. Wait, did, did it please you to see that? To see Nicolas Pepe score? What no, to no. score? Like you, you liked him at Lille, right? And this was the kind of goal that he scored at Lille, like. Quick on the break, cutting in from the left, passing it into the corner, Henri style. Like that's what he's supposed to be there for. And yeah, but now, it. now that I actually know that Nicola Pepe only has one trick, and he's <laughs> not Iron Robin. Like I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Like I, I, I don't enjoy. Like you know, I do feel bad when I see him on the bench. Like I really feel bad for him. But I, mm. I also think he's a mercenary who's just loving the life in London, loving the money. To be honest. I think he's just enjoying hanging out with like is that an about me? Like I mean it looks, I would. Like, it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> <laughs> like Ganduzi tried it for a while and, and he had that spot and then he got booted out. So. Like your captain is a lot of fun. I'm just gonna say that right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> Like there are disciplinary captains and there are vibes captains in Aubameyang. It's very much a vibe. And then there are criminals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um anyway, it, it was really nice to, like Saka. 
so so I, what I will say about the the party transfer and the lack of the Hosama Awar transfer is that Saka will now definitely be more relied upon in the creative role because Arsenal don't have that many creative players and we've seen Arteta play Bukayo Saka like as a free eight um, oh central midfield Bukayo I was like Granite Shaka creating oh my no, no 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 the only thing Granite Shaka creates is panic in my heart that's the only thing Granite Shaka creates um but so it was nice to see Saka have a really good game get on the score sheet um and uh yeah I'll just say this about Sheffield United not looking good just spent 23 million on Ryan Brewster Eddie McGoldrick scored their first goal of the season in uh, four games in um it would be quite funny if they went down after after how well they did last season. I'm very ready for them to go down. Like I, I my disdain. I mean, I think the only reason I liked them was because they had Dean Henderson like last season. Sure. But now that I see how Brexit their team is, and also actually what really angered me was them spending 20 million on on Ryan Brewster. Like I I don't know why Liverpool get away with this. <laughs> I don't know. It was Solanke, 20 million. Ings, yep. okay, fine. That worked out for Southampton. Jordan Ebay. Oh, my God. That was not 20 million, wasn't it? 15 to 20. Yeah. Same thing. Like, yeah. I, look, I can't even sell Romero. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we just sold Smalling for 15 million. And you're, and you're telling me, like, this Brewster kid is worth 20 million. Uh, I'm going to call him I because he doesn't deserve to be called his, his proper name. Uh, <laughs> freaking 15 million. And then Solanke, no, man. No, no. It's, it's a crime. I mean, it's a crime. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. Sheffield United spent 18 million on Aaron Ramsdale to replace Dean Henderson. They spent 25 million on Sander Berg, um, Norwegian central midfielder, who, by the way, speaking of fridges and, and oil tankers and stuff, like, I, I know uh, our friend Will, who's a Sheffield United fan, pointed out to me on Twitter that he is six foot four, but turning circle of a fucking boat that guy it's it's atrocious to think there are people being like why couldn't Ole use his Norwegian connections and get yeah you want two fridges mate people did actually say that they did actually say that oh Oh my god but on this game I thought like it was a professional performance I think I think it's one of my favorite phrases for (laughs) from English football when they just say you kind of one to one or whatever like it was professional performance and sometimes I actually like a lot I like it when it's professional because there's no sweat no stress like you know Uh, it was two one in the last five minutes like yeah, but you didn't think they were going to score two. Like, listen, they scored their first goal of the season in this game. Two would have been just a miracle. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Although with, with the penalty rule, you can't relax now. The, the handball, like, you can't relax. Anything can happen. Um, right, let's rattle through the other results. Uh, West Ham, after winning 4-0 last week, beat Leicester 3-0 this week. I don't get it. Two, two weeks with David Moyes not on the sideline. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Don't get it at all. Like well, what? I just told you, David Moyes isn't there. <laughs> so like, also, when does Mikel Antonio become prime Ronaldo? Like I don't. <laughs> and Jared Bowen is, is fucking. You know, he's pretty, pretty messy with that. With, oh my god! Like, is okay. If I'm Moyes, I'm just gonna hang out at home all the time. Like, get yeah. paid. Like don't to come do back. this on Zoom. Why not? Absolutely. Um, although I mean, Moyes looks weird in person. Imagine how weird he looks on Zoom. It's oh. terrifying. <laughs> He's like, I'm on. Mute. Why can't they hear me? Why can't they hear me? He's on mute the whole time. Or they maybe they just forced him on mute and they're like, shut up, <laughs> shut up, old man. I, I can't, I can't get my message across. Um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, uh, the other thing, uh, West Ham, oh, I, I don't know whether this went through, but halfway through the day, it looked like they were about to flog um, Felipe Anderson to Porto. It didn't like, happen? I, I'm not sure, but uh, it was like two wins and selling that piece of crap to Porto. It was a pretty good week. They paid $40 million for that guy. I mean, it's West Ham, isn't it? Uh, Southampton 2, West Brom 0. I don't really have anything to say about this, do you? Uh, nope, don't want to even talk about it. Cool. Uh, Wolves, I think, won their first game of the season, 1-0 against Fulham. Given how shit Fulham have been, that's not a very good result for Wolves. Yeah, they've been they've been really, really bad. But they did, they've they conceded, like, in every game in the first 10 minutes. I think this was the first one that they didn't, so... Wow. <laughs> Improvement. Okay. Um, Chelsea 4, Crystal Palace 0. Uh, a much needed and better performance from Chelsea, even though if it did rely on two Jorginho hop-skip jump penalties. Um, it's an interesting, um, not stat, but something about Chelsea, United, City that I've I discovered. Where is it? Um, so Chelsea, uh, Wolves, City, and Man United have had distressing results at times, and they have only once out of their combined like eight games or nine at the at the time of this stat, they'd only outrun their opposition one time between them. Jesus. So these teams are not fit. The big lads like, are United are unfit and like stupid, but like, <laughs> these teams are not fit compared to the competition, which Wolves are typically a fit team. So I, I think we can count some of these results that we're seeing to just honestly just run around like to a training ground like a couple times and go out and play the game because Liverpool are probably not fit even though yeah. they had longer time. But you know what I mean? It's, it's not good for physical, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. But I mean, this is um, this is better from from Chelsea. Who again, like Crystal Palace started the season quite well, and I thought they'd be they put up more of a a test. But Chilwell coming into the, into the side and and scoring a good goal and looking looking pretty good. Werner playing from the left with Abraham through the middle. That was that was quite nice. And of course, they started Callum Hudson Odoi because Bayern Munich are interested again. So you have to start him until they go away. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Pulisic came back, so that's that's nice for everyone. Yeah, yeah, Pusis did come back. Um, so now we'll see how deadly they are. Uh, Edward Mendy produced a save or two. He so, made a save. So, so we move. <laughs> <laughs> Everton four, Brighton two, Calvert-Lewin, another goal. Hamas Rodriguez having a lovely time. I mean, this could have gone a bit differently because Brighton had chances, as Brighton always do, and then lose. But Everton's form is, is pretty formidable. Yeah. Uh, 12 points, top of the league, Dominic Calvert-Lewin in my fantasy team for Martial. Thank you, mm. God, got me the points. James <laughs> playing really, really well. we'll Alex Iwobi chiming in. Oh my God, I was shocked at that. But Richardson's injured. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes with them. Like, I'm, I'm not... Uh, uh, we're already talking about a lesser season, but we know how lesser even turned out last year. So like... For me, this this league, I'm not predicting a damn thing. Because nope. next week, they might get beat like 5-2 by freaking Burnley. And then we're like, what's going on here? It's true. The thing that, that stuck out to me was that they started, Everton started this game with Tom Davis and Gilfie Sigurdsson back in midfield. And like, that was the reason they were shit last year. So I was like, well, if anything's going to go wrong, it's going to be now. And they were they were fine again. So yeah. slightly worrying. Um and then, uh, speaking of fit teams, Leeds won, Manchester City won, and Leeds could have won this game. I thought they should have won this game. 
uh, first half was City, second half was Leeds, but it was Leeds by a long shot to me. Um, and by the way, like, I, I, I this game brought up articles about that famous Bilbao Barcelona 2-2 game and all that. And I can't remember that game, but the, the stories are all about how it was such a tactical masterclass. This is this is this. This game was far from tactical. It was chaos. <laughs> it, was, it was helter-skelter, end-to-end, all over the place. This was what... You know that phrase, a great advert for the Premier League? That's what mm-hmm. actually that statement was built upon <laughs> in the 90s when there was literally zero tactics in the Premier League and just people yep. running around. That's what this was. Unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, Unbelievable. It, it was madness. I mean, you know, both of these, these managers try to control exactly what every one of their players does. And so there's more method to it than it looks, but it still like came together to create this vortex of... of crazy um and uh uh can we can we talk about ben mendy for a second because he seems to have lost his mind completely like he's so bad alex he's it's so a- bad like i need free zinchenko where is zinchenko <laughs> it's very good he was the one his wife kicked off she did that's she did. the one i was thinking of yes um yeah he, he like if, if he can't get into the team now like i don't know what the point is. I mean, like City have spent 400 billion on their defense and they've left Ben Mendy. You might as well as... go buy Fabian Delph again and go play him on the left <laughs> like they did that one time. Honestly. Like, no. Well, go back so in bad. for Milner. Like Milner played left back. Well, the other surely people. Cancelo can play both sides. You would think. Like, what is, what, like, what did he do? What did he do to anyone? Like, I don't get it. It's, it's honestly, like, Cancelo must be a complete knob. He really he must, must be. be. He has to. There's no so other like 50 million on him. So like, <laughs> he's like, they won't even put him on the pitch. I don't understand. I, do, I really, he's been cancelled. It's the only, it's, oh. I, I don't know. Uh, and then finally, Newcastle three, Burnley one, uh, whatever. I like Sir Maximan scoring goals. I, I like Sir Maximan. Get relegated. I, I like Sir Maximan. I, I yeah. do. And there's something, something a little bit likable about Steve Bruce. Oh yeah, he's a lovely bloke. It's like seeing him happy makes me happy. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's because he's so like down in the dumps all the time. He's <laughs> gets he gets promoted and then like he gets sacked in the season that he could like he gets the chance to have his team in the Premier League and he gets sacked. Yeah, and it, it took Mike Ashley just being a lunatic to actually get him a chance. Also, Mike Ashley made some good signings like yeah, Callum Wilson, Jamal Lewis, and Ryan Fraser on a free. Like what, mate? Like it's that's not, not bad. That's not half bad at all. I mean, how you continue in the Premier League with Javi Manquillo at right back, I, I don't know. But, you know, they're, they're working it out. Also, uh, just because Ryan Fraser reminded me of Bournemouth, Josh King had a move to Torino that fell apart. And I went, no shit, it's Josh King. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been the most random transfer. Like, oh, man. So we, we saw Josh King and we thought that's the perfect partner for Andrea Bellotti. Like, what... <laughs> What's going on? Unbelievable. Anyway, that that was, uh, as people are saying, a regular week of Barclays. <laughs> and I don't think we'll see a weekend like it. Or maybe we will. As you said, there's no Listen, predicting this shit. For my health, I really hope I don't see a weekend like this again. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm glad that for once, this international break, I'm happy. No no 6 1 score lines, no 7 2s, although I enjoy that one. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, th- I think I think no, the no fans thing is 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 starting to take hold. I think the players just don't 
care enough when they're not being abused by 50,000 angry white men just shouting at them. Can you imagine Old Trafford with fans? (laughs) They would have, they actually would have just killed Edward on the spot. I tell you what, Marshall might not get sent off. With fans there, the Stratford end going mental. Like, mm, not sure the ref is that brave. Maybe. Maybe anyway. or, or that dumb. <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, I know you have to go, so we'll leave it there. A wonderful transfer window deadline day for Congratulations. For oh, um, for our listeners who made it this far, there's a song I'm going to play because copyright don't apply to us. <laughs> I'm going to play at the end of this that Arsenal fans will like. Uh, the Nigerian Arsenal fans will know this and the African ones Mohamed might know because now Mohamed's Nigerian Twitter but right. the song is called Pate After Pate oh I'm looking forward to this oh okay I'll, before we go I'll tell you where it came from yes uh, Pasta Martin Sampa <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping you'd say so you know that video the why are you gay video mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you watch long enough there's a point where he's talking about things that go up, happen, uh, yeah, that yep. allegedly happen, mm-hmm. and he's like, they go from party after party doing all this type of things. <laughs> and someone made a, a song, yeah, party after party. Oh, <laughs> so yes. I want to play it, and uh, yeah, we'll end the part on that. Sensational. Turn it up. Alrighty. Party after party. Party after party. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Turn up, vibes on vibes, yeah, we burn up, burn up. When the party yet, I'ma run up, burn up. Going all night long till sun up, sun up. Going off like a rocket launch.